All right, and we'll say good morning. Let us begin. We have a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. A, a lot, a lot to do today as well, Baruch Hashem. So we'll say begin by thanking our Talmud Torah sponsors. To thank Shmuley and Libadinovitz for dedicating all the shiurim and trashlos this month in memory of Shmuley's father, Haraf Peretz Avram, Ben Rab, Binyamin, Moshe, Zichron Levrach. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, then Shammu have an aliyah and the family Enochem. So with that, let us begin. Today's daf. Is Ksuvis Daf Vav. Incredible. Ksuvis Daf Vav. And we are picking up on Hey Amadeis 5B. We have a lot to do today. We're picking up with the Bailahu, which is pretty much like right in the middle of the Daf. It's, it's uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, about 13, 14 lines down from the top. Ibailahu. Mo little bit skid Bashabas. So the Gemara says as follows What's the halacha? Concerning Bia Rishona on Shabbos, first act of relations on Shabbos. I will say, the truth is, we've already spoken about this a little bit. We've had braces that speak about again how Bia Rishona should ideally should not occur on Shabbos. But now we're going to focus a little bit more on trying to understand what's the issue. See, here we go. So we'll say, what's the Shaila? So again, going back to yesterday's death, we it seemed like it seemed like. The issue ultimately again of Bia Rishona and Shabbos was one of Chabura, one of causing an injury. Remember again, as we spoke about, if you cause an injury that draws blood, that is the Malacha of Shrita. Shrita. Shrita is one of the 39 Malachas. So it appeared, based on what we saw, that if one goes and engages in the Bia Rishona on Shabbos, that that is the Malacha of Shrita. So the Gemara says, let's let's analyze. So my little bit of Shabbos. Dam mifad pocket, mifkat pocket, or chaburi mifkat. So we'll say we're going to get now to a very interesting chakira. So here's what we're assuming. Okay, we're assuming that with bia of a besula, bia of a besula, there is besulim, there is a hymen that's intact. When there's bia rishona, there's going to be blood as a result of that first act of relations. So halacha lemaisa. The Gemara is asking over here. What's the nature of drawing that blood? Do we say, Dam Mithkat Pocket? Now, boss, if you look at Rashi, Mithkat Pocket, Kimo Pichadon, Kanos Vaomi Veeno Nivla Bedof Meharacham, Rios Yitzi Asso Aide Chabura Ele Shepas Shapesach Nal Bafala Bosna. So we'll say, Do we look at the blood of the Basulim as being absorbed in the body? And therefore, again, when the Basulim are broken and the woman bleeds, that you're extracting blood from the body which is a problem of causing a chabur, a problem of causing a wound, and problem ultimately of shrita and Shabbos. Is that, is that what it means? So we'll say, so, right, does it mean, I'm sorry, let me, let me read again. It's opposite. Mithkat pakid or chabur, let, let me work backwards. Oh, chaburi michbar. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's work backwards. Chaburi michbar means that we assume the blood is absorbed in the body. And therefore, again, when the musulm are broken, a man, the husband is causing the wife to bleed, extracting bad, blood from her body. We'll say that is the malacha of shrita. That's if you look at Rashi. Rashi is chaburi mechbar. Tam besulam yose edi chabura hubasha dofim mesparik mechabra. Or do we say mifkat pocket? And we'll say mifkat pocket means the blood of the besulam is not absorbed in the body. Where is it absorbed? Where is it absorbed in the besulam? But the besulam is really outside of the body, so to speak. In other words, it's not internal; it's external. And therefore, when you draw that blood, halacha lemaisi, you're not causing a chabura. So we'll say here, this is the fundamental shaila. Do we say, Dam Mithkat Pakid? 
is absorbed externally on the body, in the basulim, and therefore, ultimately, again, when the woman bleeds, that's not a malacha? Or do we say chaburi nichbar? No, the blood of the basulim is absorbed in the body, and therefore, bia rishona, which causes bleeding, halacha is going to be a malacha on Shabbos. So the intim, salam, we're going to go further in the chalkira, intim, salam, dam, mifgat, pakid, and if you say that indeed, the blood is, most of mifgat, pakid means, like collected externally, collected externally. If you say that the blood is collected externally outside of the body, so do we say the damud sarfushalit? So we say, look, at the end of the day, what does the husband need from the biarishona? Interesting. What does he need from the biarishona? He needs the dam. He needs the blood. Because what does the blood show? What does the blood show? That she's a basula. Oh, Dilma, or the other possibility is no. Lepesachut sarich. They both say, what's the goal of, what's the goal of the Biyarishona? The goal of the Biyarishona is to create the Pesach, is to create an opening, so that future Biya could occur. Now, both say, now, one second, what's the problem with Pesach? The problem with Pesach, we'll say, if we take a look at Rashi, This is fascinating. Maybe the act of creating an opening on Shabbos is Binyan, is Bona. Then I both say the notion that binyan, that building, could apply to a person is actually quite interesting. This is not the only example of this. We know that halacha l'maysa, you're not allowed to braid hair on Shabbos. Not allowed to make a braid. I don't have this problem. But l'maysa, again, right, it's very shy, very shy for women. You're not allowed to, a woman's not allowed to braid her hair on Shabbos. The act of making a braid is in and of itself an act of bona. It's an act of building. So we see that the concept of bona applies to a person as well. So I will say, so watch this. So the, there's multiple stages to this. So here's what I know. I know that Bia Rishona shouldn't occur on Shabbos. So why not? Why not? At least what we learned yesterday. What we learned yesterday. Here the Gemara is asking us a question. In yesterday's talk, we saw it much more as a definitive statement. Ideally, Bia Rishona shouldn't occur on Shabbos. Here the Gemara is asking us a question. Can Bia Rishona occur on Shabbos? So, 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 Part one to the answer is, well, what's the nature of dam besulim? What's the nature of besulim blood? Is it mifkat pocket, absorbed and collected outside of the body? In which case, it's not a problem to go ahead and break the besulim on Shabbos. Or chaburi michbar, maybe it's absorbed in the body. And if it's absorbed in the body, then to extract it out of the body, ultimately, again, will be a malacha. That's issue number one. Issue number two is even if you, even if you say mifkat pocket, that is collected and detached from the body, Therefore, it's not a problem of creating a chabura, not a problem of creating an injury or of shechita on Shabbos. Well, one second, what's the intention? Is the intention for the blood? In which case, again, that's fine. Or is the intention to make an opening? In which case, if the intention is to make an opening, we have a problem of bona, of building on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, And we'll say, if you say no, the husband's intention from the Bia Rishon is that he wants the blood. Or it sounds strange, but in other words, What's important to him is that the blood shows that ultimately, again, she's a basula. And ultimately, again, the opening that's created, that's a secondary result. Oh, halacha So say, now, now here's what I have. Here's what I have. Assuming that blood is, assuming, assuming that blood is mifkat pakit. It's collected and detached from the body, right? And assuming number two, my kavana is not to create an opening, the kavana is ultimately for the blood. Rosie, here's the problem. 
even though my components for the blood, what's de facto happening? Creation of an opening. That's called an halacha darashin miskavim. Doing something on Shabbos that kind of results in a malacha, but it's not my kavana to do the malacha. Well, how do we paskin by a darashin miskavim? Do we pass like Rabbi Shimon, who says a darashin miskavim, if you perform an unintended, unintended malacha, ultimately it's mutter, or halacha krabi huda? Or is the halacha like Rabbi Yehuda who holds darashin miskavim is asr? That's the next shayla. I will say, if you want to say that halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda, then ultimately a darashin miskavim is asr, that an unintended consequence is still going to be asr, in which case biarishona should be asr, because even if your intention is for the blood, lemaisa again, you're still creating an opening. So do we say mekalkel who eitzel hapasach or metakin who eitzel hapasach? Do we say the creation of the opening is something constructive or something destructive? And I will say that what's the pshat? How could it be something? How could it be something destructive? If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says over here it's the second white line in Rashi. In Tzlomak Rabbi Yehuda. Because even Rabbi Yehuda who holds that you are chayif or that it's asr, Dabr Shinnu Meskavin is asr, ultimately again will agree in a case of mekalkel, will agree in a case of where what you're doing is destructive, that it is mutter. So we'll say, here is the shayla. Is this considered to be a constructive or destructive act? Now we'll say, watch this, Rashi says. Shabbosah is the creation of an opening, something constructive or destructive. Now, constructive, I understand. Destructive, because we'll say, technically speaking, a basula is more chashub than a baula. Now, what does that mean? Let's say if you look at it from a ksuba perspective, right? So a, a basula has a higher ksuba than ultimately a baula. Okay, so we'll say these are these are all these are all the stadim of the question. Igedam, we will say an alternate version of this. Vimtim, so we'll say now this is the alternate version. The alternate version is if you say that the blood is absorbed in the body, and therefore what the bia rishona, the first act of bia, which ultimately ruptures the basulim, that creates a chabura, that creates a wound, that's an injury. And therefore, again, I will say, now we have a problem of a malacha. If you say that's the case, do we say that he needs the dam, and therefore it's asr? Why is the man engaging in the act of biya? Why is he engaging in the act of For his own pleasure, for pleasure purposes. So because of pleasure purposes, again, ultimately, he has no kavana for any of the other. He has kavana for his hana, but he doesn't have kavana for these other issues. So maybe you'll say he's engaging in the Bia for his own pleasure and the blood is kind of just an incidental result. One second. We're back to Davashin and Meskavin. Do we hold that Davashin and Meskavin, an unintended malacha, is mutter like Rabbi Shimon or us like Rabbi Yehuda? And if you hold Allah like Rabbi Yehuda, then Davashin and Meskavin is Asr, Nekalkel Bechabura. Is the quote-unquote injury, is the injury something constructive, because created an opening, or destructive, ultimately because she's no longer a basulah? And if you said ultimately, we look at the chabura, the breaking of the basulim, as something destructive, so ultimately, again, the mechalkel, 
Halacha Krabi Huda or Halacha Krabi Shimon. Rabbi say ultimately again, who does the Halacha follow in the case of Nikalgyo? Does the Halacha follow Rabbi Huda or does the Halacha follow Rabbi Shimon? Tap of Vav. So Rabbi say, so again, so, so, now, so now you've seen, so I just want to point out something very interesting. So here are all of the issues that are potentially involved with Biyarishon and Shabbos. What are all the issues? So issue number one, which is really the core issue that drives everything else, is how do we look at Dan Besulim? Is Dan Besulim Mifkat pocket? Is it absorbed and detached from the body? Or is it Chaburi Mikhbar? Is that blood considered to be internal? That, that, that's really the issue where everything departs from. Because if it's Chaburi Mikhbar, if you're causing an injury, now we have a Malacha on our hands. If on the other hand, if on the other hand, it's Mifkat Pakid, absorbed and detached from the body, then Lamaisa, again, I have much more to work with. So that's issue number one. Issue number two, say, is what's the Kavana? Is the Kavana ultimately for Hana, for his own pleasure? Is the Kavana to make an opening? And I will say, then ultimately we get into Davashenu Miskaving. Davashenu Miskaving, unintended consequences, un- unintended Malacha consequences. Three Pasik Rabbi Shimon, that it's Mutter, Rabbi, Rabbi Huda, that it's Aser. And then I will say, then the third issue is, in general, how do we look at the rupturing of the Basulin? Is this Makalkel? Is it considered to be a destructive act or a constructive act? So I will say, those are all the issues that are swirling around in this halacha. So we'll say, so how do we pass it? It's very interesting. So the Gemara says, Itmar, the Bey Rav Amri, Rav Shari Ushmol Asar. We'll say in the Shiva of Rav, they said that Rav said that it's Mutter, Rav said that it's Mutter, and Shmuel said that it's Asar. But Narda, in Narda, I will say, which was the, which was the, which was the city of Shmuel, Shmuel was the Marda Asra of Narda, Omri, Rav Asr, Ushmuel Shari. Rav said it's Asr, Shmuel said it's Mutter. And the Gemara says there's a very easy way to remember who says what. This great to say. Very easy way to remember it is in the Yeshiva of Rav, everybody wants their Rebbe to be the Megal. Isn't this the story of the Jewish people, right? Everyone wants their Rebbe to be the Megal. So in Rav's yeshiva, they said, oh, Rav was the one who said that Rishona is mutter on Shabbos. And, in Nar- and Shmuel said it's us. So Shmuel is the Machmir. In Narda, the city of Shmuel, they said Shmuel was the one who said that Rishona is mutter. And Rav says that it's Aser. Good. So I will say, so j- just when you go through it, just so ultimately again, Kind of the way you would be matter this is a saying what dam is mifkat pocket. It's absorbed and detached, right? That's number one. I the creation of an opening. We pass the Rabbi Shimon. Davar sheno miskavin is mutter. That that's pretty much the pathway to saying that biarishona is mutter. Now there are other ways you could structure it, but that's the easiest. So we mark says one second, one second. Verav shari is it pass on abos? And I remember. In order to say that Bia Rishona is mutter, you pretty much have to, it sounds like right now, you have to hold, like Rabbi Shimon, that Davar Sheno Miskavin is mutter. Right? That's what's going to happen over here. Because even though you're creating an opening, that's not your kavana. So I will say that that's what the, that's the Gemara is going to challenge over here. The Rav Shari, does look at Rashi, right across, almost right across Rashi, Rav Shari, Bitmiya, Alma Davar Sheno Miskavin, mutter Svirale. Does Rav really hold? 
that a dover she'inu miskaving is mutter? Does he yield that it was a new performing act? And the act has an unintended malacha consequence. That that is mutter. Is that really how he paskins? Watch this. Listen to this. Here's the situation. This Misurchia Denesaiza, what is that look at Rashi? Misurchia Denesaiza, Stimas Nekev Gigish, Shemotina Shechaderech Nekev, it's also Bevloi Begodin. Listen to this, we'll say, imagine you have a barrel of beer. You have a barrel of beer. The barrel of beer has an opener, has, has an opening from which you get the beer. What do you need for the opening? What do you need for the opening? A stopper. So we'll say, what do they used to use for a stopper? They would use like a wad of cloth. Right? And you would, you would shove that cloth into the opening, and that ultimately, again, is what you use to close up the barrel. Rav says, you cannot put in that stopper on Shabbos. You can't put it in on Shabbos. Or I should say, or on Yom Tiv. Right? Here's Yom Tiv. You can't put it on Yom Tiv. Why can't you say? Why? Because say it's an issue of schita. Because every single time you, you, know, you put that, that stopper into the opening, what by definition is happening? You're squeezing out liquid. Squeezing out liquid. Schita's aser. Rashi says over here, aser la'aduka, mishum schita. Now I both say, is my intention to squeeze out, to squeeze out from the cloth? No, it's not my intention. What's my intention? To close the barrel. So I both say, here is a darash is coming, and yet Rav is saying that what? That it's aser. If that's the case, how can you say that Rav would be matir, biarishona on Shabbos? Because I both say, one thing is clear, which is biarishona is going to act and is going to create an opening. Right? So the Mai says, the Darshan is coming. So how can Rav say that it's motor? To which Nur says, no, no, no. The barrel case is different. I'll tell you why. We're saying the barrel case, even Rab Shimon would agree that Halacha Lamaisa, you are not allowed to put the stopper back in the barrel. Why? Listen to this. I'll say, here we go. Oh. I will say, remember again, in the world of unintended consequences, there are two levels. There's a Dabrashin and Meskabe, and there's a Psikresha. But remember again from our Shabbos days, what's Psikresha? Remember again, the most popular child toys, right? Child children's toys in times of the Gemara? Chicken heads, right? So I want to give my kid a chicken head. What parent doesn't want to give their kid a chicken head? And so I will say, so the mice, again, I want to give my kid the thing. It's only one problem. In order to get the chicken head, what do you need to do? You need to kill the chicken. I, that's not my intention. So I will say, psik ratio represents an act that has an inevitable outcome or consequence. See, here's the distinction. A dovershin in this cabinet represents an action which may or may not cause a malacha result versus a psik ratio which will definitely cause a malacha. So the Gemara says like this, Rabbi Shimon holds that a dovershin in this cabinet is mutter, but Rabbi Shimon holds that in a case, ultimately again, of in a case of psikresha, where what you're going to do is definitely going to result in a malacha, he holds that halacha lamaisa is going to be usher. That's why in the barrel case, he holds you can't use the stopper. Because by saying, the whole chap of the stopper is you have to like push it in. So the whole chap of that is definitely going to result in sechita. Even Rabbi Shimon would agree there that it's usher. Okay, so one second, so let's analyze this. Namely, that a davar she'ino miskaveim is aser. If that's the case, then how did we say that Rav would allow biarishona on Shabbos? 
For Rav Hanan Bar Ami, Amr Shmuel, Halachan Krabi Shivin. So we'll say, here's the problem. Now we have them, now we have Rav being set up as holding the Krabi Huda, namely Davar She'ino Miskaving is Aser, and ultimately again Shmuel holding, like Rabbi Shimon, that Davar She'ino Miskaving is Mutter. For Rav Bar Avin must nearly below Gavri. And also Rav Bar Avin's version, he took away all of the other people and just had it straight out. Rav Amar Halacha Krabi Huda, Ushmuel Amar Halacha Krabi Shimon. So we'll say, see, here's the problem. Now we'll say we have it explicitly set up that Rav holds like Rabbi Huda, therefore a Davar She'ino Miskaving is going to be Aser. Shmuel holds like Rabbi Shimon that a Davar She'ino Miskaving is going to be Mutter. So we'll say, so just so we're clear over here. Remember, I will say, we're focused on one simple question. Bia Rishona on Shabbos, Mutter Aser. Here's what we know. We have a version that says, that Rav says that it's Mutter. In order to hold that Bia Rishona is Mutter, we're assuming right now you have to subscribe to two truths. Truth number one, truth number one, Dam Mifgat Pakit. Right? Besulim blood is detached, is detached, is absorbed and detached from the body. Therefore, Bia Rishona, even if it creates bleeding, that's not a Chabura. That's not an injury. And number two, you have to accept that what? Davar Shein is Mutter. Because you are going to create an opening. And Davar Shein but that's not my intention. And therefore, Allah Chalamai says, that's Mutter. So I will say, in order to say that Rav permits it, Rav would have to subscribe to these two ideas. The problem now is that we have explicitly Rav on record saying that by a Davar Shein the follows Rabbi Huda, who holds that what? Davar Shein is Aser. Is Aser. So what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says, well, say, here we go. The Olam Rav Kirabi Huda Svirale. Well, say, here we go. Really, right. Right. Rav holds the Kirabi Huda. Oh, boy. Okay. So, we'll say, let's, let's, let's take a deep breath. We're going to get through this together. So, here we go. We'll say, so listen to this. Rav holds the Kirabi Huda, which is that what? That Davashinu Miskabi is Aser. Is Aser. Okay. Lahach Lishna Damar Dam Mifgat Pakid, Makalkil who ate Pesach. So, we'll say, even though Rav will hold the Kirabi Huda, that a Darvashin of Miskabin is going to be Aser, Rav could still allow Bia Rishona on Shabbos. How? So, number one, Rabbi Osai, if you hold Dam Mifkat pocket, like we said, the blood is absorbed and detached from the body, so therefore it's not a Chabura. And Rabbi Osai, what you'll have to say is that ultimately, again, the Bia Rishona, which goes ahead and removes the Basulim, is an act of Kilkel, is a destructive act. Okay. So therefore, I will say, even Rabbi Yehuda agrees that Mekalkel is mutter. That Mekalkel is mutter. So therefore, again, Tam Mifkat Pakit, the Biarishona, which removes the Basulim, is a, destru- quote-unquote, a destructive act. We will say, remember again, how can you say that Biarishona is a destructive act? That's what we saw before Rashi explained. Because the status of Basula is, quote-unquote, a higher status than Baula. So therefore, the act of removing the Biarishona, which removes the Basulim, is a quote-unquote a destructive act. That's how Rav would say Bia Rishona would be mutter. Or lahach lishna damar dam chaburi michbar mekalkel bechabura. Or I will say ultimately again, according to the version that says that no, the blood is absorbed in the body. In which case again we have a chabura. Even in that case, you'd have to say that what the act of causing that chabura ultimately again is mekalkel is destructive. So I will say. Essentially, essentially what the Gemara is saying is like this. Even if you want to set up Rav holding like Rabbi Huda, 
that a Darashim is going to be what? Aser. Pretty much what, what is Rav going to do? Rav is going to play the Makalkal card. Either way, it's Makalkal. It's a destructive act. So he'll say, if you hold Dam Mifkat Paki, that the blood is absorbed and detached, so the act of creating an opening is Makalkal. Because she was a Basula, now she's a Baula. And if you hold Dam Mifbar Chabar, that ultimately the blood is absorbed in the body. Right? And therefore, again, the Abiyar Yishon is a Chabur, is an injury. The act of causing the injury itself is Makalkal. So he's going to play the Makalkal card, and that would allow for Abiyar Okay? So we'll say, so where we're holding right now, we're holding right now, is Rav does hold like Rabbi Yehuda, that a Darash in the Meskavin is going to be Mutter. And I will say, what we don't know is how Rav holds about Dan Basulim. Right? Is Dan Basulim Michbar Chabar? Right? Or, or Mifkad, right? Or I should say Chaburi Michbar? Or Mifkad Pocket? That, that we don't know. But it seems to either way, you could potentially say that Bir Yishon is going to be Mutter on Shabbos, because either way, it's Makalko. It's Makalko. Okay? Good. Good. Let's go right there. Master Rav Chista. Rav Chista raises a Kasha. So again, according to this version now, just so you understand, we, this is very important. What we have done is shown that according to Rav, Biar Rishona is mutter on Shabbos. Is mutter on Shabbos. It requires a little bit of, right, halachic maneuvering, but we've done it. Good. Master Rav Chistra. Rav Chistra is the cash to this whole thing. Here we go. Tinokesh loigiz manaliros venises. So let's have the following situation. A young girl is married off. So she's, in other words, we're talking about a girl now who has not yet reached the age of menstruation. So she has not become a nita yet. Okay, so watch this. Vinny says she gets married. So we'll say, a little bit of background over here. We're going to see that, I will say, the fact that we know that there, okay, let's take a step back. A woman becomes a nida. How does a woman become a nida? Woman only becomes anida through through what we call damnida, which is uterine blood. One thing is clear, which is dam besulam is what, not uterine blood. So I just want to point out that means, for example, a woman only becomes anida if it's uterine blood. So, for example, let's say she has an injury on the vaginal canal and causes bleeding. That does not make her anida. An interesting machlokis regarding cervical blood, but even according to most opinions, cervical blood does not make her anida either. It's only blood that emanates from within the uterus itself. So I will say, but here is the complicated part. The complicated part is now, let's say a woman gets married, she has bleeding from Dan Besulim. So I will say, how long do we attribute bleeding from Bia to Dan Besulim? Versus at what point in time do we have to be concerned that maybe the blood that she's experiencing maybe is damnida? That, that, that's the concern. We're going to see this halacha lamaisa because it was like for us contemporarily, we actually assume that after Biyarishon, halacha today, contemporarily, because it's after Biyarishon, a woman becomes a nida. and becomes a nida. So we'll get into that halacha, even though, again, everyone accepts that dam besulin is not damnida. We'll get into that sugya. So watch this. So Tinokish Lagiz Manali Rosvini says, suppose you have a girl who has not yet reached the age where she becomes a Nida. So what happens is that she gets married. Beishamai or no nosnin law arbalelos. So Beishamai says, we give her four nights. And I will say, what does that mean, four nights? Now we assume that within the first four nights after marriage, if she bleeds from Bia, that's Dambisulim. That's Dambisulim, 
and nothing to do with Nida. Shabbos say, Basil, Basil says, Ashitichyamaka. No, 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 until the wound heals. In other words, Shabbos say, we ask her if she's experiencing sensitivity. In other words, Shabbos say, again, let's say, let's say, again, when we say the wound heals, that's a reference to the breaking of the Basulim. As long as she feels sensitivity as a result of, the, of relations, we attribute that to the Basulim, and therefore, no matter how long she bleeds for as a result, we call it Tam Basulim. Okay, he gives Manaliros. And now, let's say she's old enough that she becomes a need of a niece. So, I will say, so now we have a little bit of a greater concern. Beishamai says, we give her the first night. What does it mean the first night? Then we'll say, as many times as they have Bia on that first night, if she bleeds, we attribute that bleeding to Dam Besulim, and it's not a problem. And Beishamai says, no, we give them four nights. Up until Matzi Shabbos, why four nights? We're assuming when is the Basula getting married? Wednesday. So Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Matzi Shabbos. We give them four nights. And any bleeding, and any bleeding that's experienced over those four nights, we assume that what? Ultimately, again, is attributable to Dan Basula. Okay. Now watch this. We'll say, I'm a base. Here we go. Here we go. My love, my love, di'ilo boil, Matzi boil, afilu b'shabbos. Now both say, here's what's interesting. Right? Everyone, I shouldn't say everyone. Right now, what's happening over here is, in the first case of the girl who has not yet reached the age of Nidus, Beishamah is giving her four nights. In the second case, Basil is giving her four nights. And I will say, whenever we speak about four nights, what is four nights? Four nights, by definition, includes what? Shabbos. And it sounds like over here, that they're permitted to consummate their marriage, even on Shabbos. In other words, that even if they weren't together, Wednesday night or Thursday night, the halacha lamaisa, the possibility to consummate the marriage on Friday night, Shabbos night, exists. So I will say, you see from here an explicit halacha, seems to be from here this price, huh? that Biarishona is permitted on Shabbos night, to which the Gimars, my love di boil, first line, vav on the days, my love di lo boil, matzi bala filo b'Shabbos, aren't we seeing that halacha lamaisa, even if for some reason they have not consummated their marriage until now, that Biarishona will be permitted even on Shabbos? Now I will say, actually, as much as we are, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry. So Rabbi says, no, lebar mishabes. No, no, no. What it means is that halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa. They have four nights after marriage, right? Four nights, excluding Shabbos night. So in other words, what do they have? They have Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Monday Shabbos. To which the Umar says, one second. That's not what the Brisa says. The Brisa says, we give them four nights. So we'll say, with the Brisa essentially, let's go with the second case because it's a little bit easier. You have a girl, a young a woman, who has reached the age where she becomes a Nida, she gets married. Now, what happens? What are we saying? So they have Bia. She bleeds as a result of that Bia. Basilel says, for the first four nights after they get married, we attribute bleeding to Dam Besulim and not to Dam Nida. And not to Dam Nida. Okay? So I will say, what that also tells me is any of those first four nights they can consummate their marriage. Which sounds like even on Shabbos night, ultimately, again, they have the ability to consummate their marriage. So Biarishon is permitted on Shabbos. To which the Gemara says, Amarava Kishabal. No, 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 what's the case? The case, I will say, ultimately, again, is where halacha lamaisa, they already had bia. 
So we'll say, okay, this is interesting. They already had Bia, meaning what? We'll say that Halacha Lamaisa, what it's saying is, if they already had Bia on Wednesday night or Thursday night, they can also have Bia Shabbos night. So, Ike Shabbat Maitamashwalan, I don't say. If they already had Bia on Wednesday night or Thursday night, what's the Chiddush in saying that they can have Bia Shabbos night as well? So, I've also listened to this. Kamashwalan, the Shari Lamival, the Shabbos. And we'll say, well, actually, the Chiddush is that even though the Bia Rishona, took place on Wednesday night or Thursday night, or there was Bia on both nights, they're still permitted to have Bia on Shabbos night. Why is that? say literally means a narrow entranceway. One is permitted to enter into on Shabbos. I say, this is not a metaphor. It's, it's actually a statement. I say, what, he's, what he's referring to over here is as follows. Imagine there's an actual narrow entranceway. When you enter it, by definition, what's going to end up happening? you're going to end up moving some dirt, right? Moving some dirt. And thereby, thereby extending the entranceway. Sa'ai, isn't that bona? Isn't that an active building? You're extending, to which Rava says no. Sorry, Shmuel says no. Pirt Sadduchuka, ultimately, again, you'd be permitted to go ahead and enter in. Shabbos said, okay, Rashi, Shemashit's even though you're moving pebbles. So obviously, the metaphor is that I will say it could very well be that when a couple initially has bia, sometimes it happens that the besulim are not fully ruptured during the first act of relations. So it's possible that every subsequent so, could happen that a couple of for the first couple of times, each times the besulim is still there, and the besulim is being ruptured a bit more with each subsequent act of bia. So you might have thought that halacha lamaisa. Therefore, Bia should not be permitted on Shabbos, even if it's not the first Bia, even if it's the second Bia or the third Bia, because you may be, by definition, we'll call it widening the opening, rupturing more of the Bia. Kamash Malam, that is Motor. The Apapisham Ashitsuros, even though, again, ultimately, literally, in, in, the, in the actual case, you're moving dirt or you're moving pebbles, in the marital case, you're rupturing the Basulim a bit more. Okay, so I will say, so the Gemara, so just based on what's happening over here, the Gemara is suggesting that it's possible that when we say that Bia could occur on Shabbos for the Chassan and Kala, we're actually not referring to Bia Rishona. Maybe we're referring to Bia Shnia or Bia Shlishas, the second Bia, the third Bia. I will say, if that's the case, then what's the Chiddush? What's the Chiddush? So I will say, what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is that even though the Bia Rishona or the Bia Shnia may not have fully removed the Basulim, and an act of Bia on Shabbos may be removing, rupturing the Basulim a bit more, it's Mutter. It's Mutter. But you can't necessarily bring a Raya from here that what? That Bia Rishona on Shabbos is Mutter. So, Master Rio says, let's analyze a bit more. Let's listen to this. Interesting Allah. A Chasin. Right, a groom is potter from Kriyashma on his wedding night and through Matzei Shabbos if he has not yet consummated his marriage. So I'll say, so what's, what's the logic over here? My love did Tarid the Bailamival. So I'll say, so now what's the logic? The logic is that he's preoccupied with the mitzvah of Biyarishona. Right? And Halokhalam, I said, therefore, Osikva mitzvah, Patem and mitzvah. He's engaged in one mitzvah, therefore, Halokhalam, I said, He's exempted, right? So he's preoccupied with the mitzvah of the Bia Rishona. Therefore, he's pata from Shema. 
Rabbi said that it's very interesting. My love to try to buy the mivon. Rabbi said, now what is now what did the Brisa just say? A chasam is part of from Kriyashma. And how long is he part of from Kriyashma until from Wednesday night through when Matzi Shabbos, assuming that he has not yet consummated the marriage? So Rabbi said, according to this, it sounds like when is he permitted to engage in beer Rishon? No, Shabbos, Shabbos. So you see from here the fact that the chasam is part of from Kriyashma on Friday night indicates to us that Biyari Shona is permitted even on Friday night. No, no, no. I'm going to say, Abaye, sorry, lo, boyo. What's the case? Ultimately, again, Abaye says, what's the case? He's tarred, ultimately, again, that he did not go ahead and have beer. In other words, it's very interesting. So Abaye says, no. Wednesday night, he's part of from Kriyashma because he's preoccupied with the fact that he may have the beer. Thursday night, Preoccupied with the fact that he may have the Biyah. Matzi Shabbos is preoccupied with the fact that he may have the Biyah. Shabbos night, why is he preoccupied? Why is he tarried? Because he didn't consummate the marriage. And on that night, he can't consummate the marriage. Simran says, I don't understand. So, I don't understand. So, I don't understand. I understand. Let's go back. I understand preoccupation with a mitzvah as being grounds for being exempted from another mitzvah. So I understand the Petur on Wednesday night, if he didn't have Biyah, the Petur on Thursday night, and Petur on Masai Shabbos. But now you're going to tell me that on Shabbos night, he's exempted from Kriyashma because he's preoccupied that he can't perform the mitzvah? That, 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 that's the exemption? The Gemara calls this Tirda. Tirda just means general preoccupation. Not preoccupation with what? With performing the mitzvah, but just general preoccupation. My mind is preoccupied. In this case, we are on Friday night, what is my mind preoccupied with? That I can't do the Bia. That's a reason to be exempted. And let me ask if that's the case, if that's the case, I'll say the truth is, if I'm in business, if I'm in business, and my boat capsized, right, my cargo boat capsized overseas, all right, or ran aground, I should also be part of the Kriyashima, right, because what, I'm preoccupied. Right? I'm going to say, preoccupation is a reason not to dab it. And guess what? We're all going to have a lot more free time on our hands, right? So what, what does that mean? In other words, I'm going to say, the, 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 the concept of osik b'mitzvah pater minah mitzvah is a concept when I'm preoccupied with the performance of a mitzvah. But just general preoccupation as being grounds for mitzvah exemption, that doesn't make any sense. I says, maybe you'll say, no, maybe preoccupation, I'm going to say in general, is grounds for going ahead and being exempted from a mitzvah. I'll tell you why that doesn't work, says the Gemara. I'll tell you why. Rabbi saying, Avel is chayv in all mitzvahs. Now, say, if you think about it, right? Ain preoccupation gedol Right? There's no one who's more preoccupied with an Avel. Sorry. No one who's more preoccupied than an Avel. What is an Avel preoccupied with? What is he preoccupied with? His loss. Right, his Avelos. Yet, Rabbi said, the only thing an Avel is exempt from is what? Tefillin on the first day. And by the way, Rabbi said, that's based on a Pasuk from Micheskel. Right, that's just based on the fact that Cheshbaruch, excuse me, when Micheskel loses his wife, Cheshbaruch tells Micheskel, keep your Tefillin on. Keep your Tefillin on. From there, the Imam says, my cotton says, you learn from here that what? That in general, an Avel on the first day doesn't wear Tefillin. But an Avel is chayiv in all other mitzvahs. I don't mean an onin. Onin is something different. 
But an Avel is chayvin all mitzvahs. So what do you see from an Avel being chayvin mitzvahs? Even if, even if an Avel say, is there a mitzvah for an Avel to be preoccupied with his loss? Is there a mitzvah? No. There's no mitzvah, but there is a de facto reality that an Avel is going to be preoccupied with his loss. So what do you see from here? Well, even though someone is preoccupied, preoccupation is not the patur for mitzvahs. If that's the case, if you're telling me that a chassin can't perform Biarishona on Shabbos, on Shabbos night, and, the, and, and what? The reason he's going to be potter from Kriyashra is because he's preoccupied with something he can't do that doesn't make any sense. And La'ama Rava, Rava says, Tanayhi. So I'll say, here we go. Rava says, in reality, this whole thing is a machlokis Tanayhi. I will say, the ability to perform Biarishona on Shabbos is a machlokis Tanayhi. Here we go. Chada in lo asamay seberishin pater af b'sheni b'sheni pater af b'shlishi. So I will say I have one brayse that says one brayse that says that if a chosin didn't consummate the marriage on Wednesday night, so ultimately again he's going to be pater from shma even on Thursday night if he didn't get consummate, and if he didn't consummate on Thursday night, he's going to be pater on what on Friday night. And I will say what does that brayse show you? that Biyar Rishona is mutter on Shabbos, right? Because the Ptur, the Ptur ultimately gets the Kriyashma is because he has the ability to be osik in the mitzvah of Biyar Rishona even on Shabbos night. The time Idach, another Brayse says, Rishon Bishini Pater, I will say if he didn't consummate the marriage on Wednesday night, he's part from Shema. If he didn't cons- yet consummate on Thursday night, he's going to be part from Shema, Shlishi Chayev. Oh, I will say about Shlishi Shabbos night, Shabbos night, He's going to be Chayim and Shema. But say, what do you see from this Braisa? What do you see from this Braisa? That ultimately, Bia Rishona is Asr on Shabbos. And therefore, again, there's no Pitur for Kriya Shema for the Chasim. So I will say, so again, so now, now what we've just done, I will say, is Rabbis come along and said, the truth is, this discussion is a Machlokes Tanoim. Incredible. So I will say, now watch this. Abaye will say, no, no, no. Chasim Nami Betir Dapligi Vahani Tanoi Ki Hani Tanoi. I will say, in reality, this machlokes is actually a machlokes about tirda as well, about preoccupation. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, So I will say, Abaye says, actually, not necessarily. It could be that both Brises agree that Biyari Shona is going to be Asra as Shabbos. How do you understand then the, the Machlokis regarding whether or not there's a Petura on Shabbos? I will say that just might be a Petura, that might just be a Machlokis ultimately again in Tirda. In Tirda. And let's say what level of preoccupation is ultimately again grounds to allow for exemption of a mitzvah? That's really what this machlokis is over here. Back to Rashi. The price that, that patterns you from Kriyashma on Shabbos is not because Birishon is butter on Shabbos. Rather, what? So this is incredible. According to Abaye, it could very well be that according to both prices, according to both prices, Birishon on Shabbos is still going to be Asr. I saw Biarishona is Asr. Then why would you be exempt from Kriyashma on Shabbos night? Because I say, according to one opinion, that's still called Tirda de Mitzvah. Right? Even though you can't do the Biarishona, thinking about the Biarishona, no, you have to do the Biarishona 
ultimately, again, is still called preoccupation with a mitzvah, and therefore a patur. That's the machlokas. The hani tanoi ki hani tanoi. These tanoi will be like this. How so? This time, here we go. Hakonis is a basula levo betchila b'shabbis. If a person marries a basula, biyar yishona should not occur on Shabbos. The chachamim matirin. Wow, here we go. Here we go. The chachamim say it's mutter. It's mutter. The rabbi say man chachamim. Who are the chachamim? So Amar Rava Rabbi Shimon here. I will say the Amar Rabbi Shimon. The Amar Davar Shein Miskaving Mutter. So I will say it's Rabbi Shimon who holds that a Davar Shein Miskaving is Mutter. So I will say here it is. It's a machlokas. It's a machlokas. And I will say by the way, according to Rabbi Shimon, it's not just enough to say that a Davar Shein Miskaving is Mutter. It would also be helpful to say what Dam Mifgat Pakid that the blood ultimately again is collected and absorbed outside of the body. So if you take that piece, couple that with what? With what? That Davashena Miskavin is mutter, then Bia Rishona should be permitted on Shabbos. So I will say one more piece. Amrle Abaye, but one second. Bahamodi Rabishim Bipsikreshavalo Yamos. And I will say, here's the problem. Here is the problem. Bia Rishona is not just simply a Davashena Miskavin. Isn't Bia Rishona by definition a Psikresha? In other words, I will say, it's, it's like the bottle stopper case. You're going to definitely cause bleeding. And even Rabbi Shimon holds that a dark, whereas a Darvashin of Miskavin may be mutter, but Lamaisa, even Rabbi Shimon agrees that a psik reisha is going to be what? Is going to be aser. So what's going on? Rabbi this is fascinating. Amrle. So he responded to him. He responded to him. He responded to him. So the Gemara, I'm sorry. So uh, he responded to him. He listened to this. Amrle. Lo kahalolo bavliyim, right? So us Jews in Eretz Yisrael are not like are not like the Jews in Babel. She'ein bekiyin bahatia. The Jews in Babel are not skilled at hatia. They will say hatia literally means angling one's self. El yesh bekiyin bahatia. So they say. So essentially, this is fascinating. The Gemara says that causing bleeding by the biyarishona is not a psikresha. Not a psikresha. Why? Because there's the concept ultimately again of hatia. Rashi says, Shematin litstadin. Ultimately again, a person angles themselves to the side, the ain motzidan, and doesn't cause bleeding. I will say, what does this mean? So I will say, I think that there's actually a very, a very simple, a very simple medical shot of this. See, the hymen, the basulin, are a lot, sometimes. Again, there's no like one din in the basulim. Every person is different. But sometimes there is a level of elasticity with the basulim. Which means that technically speaking, you could have biarishona and the basulim could still be intact. It's absolutely unequivocally possible. So I will say that's what it sounds like the Gemara is describing over here. That apparently, again, there are people who are more skilled in being careful with the biarishona. That halacha lamaisa, utilizing the elasticity of the basulim. Come on, so we have to be mature in these kind of these things. Come on, keep it together. Right? So, say, so again, maintaining elasticity in, in the basulim, ultimately, again, so as not to cause bleeding. So I will say, the incredible, incredible Gemara. They, we'll say, all the Gemara needs to show is what? All the Gemara needs, what, we'll say, the only thing Gemara needs to demonstrate is what? Is what? That is not a psikresha. And all you need to do in order to show that it's not a psikresha, is to show that Biyarishona is possible without creating dam. That's all. I says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. 
says the Gemara. Eli Yeshu I'm sorry. Im Kain. I'm sorry. Im Kain. Torah Lamadli. Shabbos say ultimately again if that's the case, fine. So if that's the case, that there's the ability to go ahead and halacha lemaisa do the biyirishona without causing bleeding. Then ultimately again, why is there tirda? Then why is there any preoccupation and therefore a patrol from shma? To which the Gemara says l'she'ino baki. Because Rabbi say not everybody is skilled in hatia. So I don't understand, says Gemara. So let's get this. Let me get this right, Rabbi say. Right? Somebody comes and asks the Shiloh, is Bia Rishona, is Bia Rishona, right? Is Bia Rishona permitted on Shabbos? So, so what do they say? Well, are you skilled in the Hatiyah method, right? Is, is, like, is, that, like, is, is that what we're literally asking over here? Like, you know, you know how skilled are you in, in Hatiyah? Right? So, so that means, Halacha doesn't operate this way. Like, if you know how to do Hatiyah, Bia Rishona's motto. You know how to do Hatiyah, Bia Rishona's. Is that how? To which the Gemara says, uh, so to which the Gemara answers, Rov Bikian, Rov Bikian, Rov Bikian Hing. Well, say the majority of people know how to do Hatia. Okay, or at least once upon a time. <laughs> at least once upon a time. I knew, yeah, I, okay, yeah. All right, all right, so I'll say, so therefore again, Rov Bikian Eitzel Hatia Hing. And therefore I will say, what we've done is because most people, at least again, from the Gemara's perspective, most people know how to do Atiyah. Therefore, what Rabbi Osai, that's enough to say that Bia Rishona is not a Psik Reisha. And if Bia Rishona is not a Psik Reisha, then Rabbi Shimon who holds that as a Dara Shem ultimately again will hold that Bia Rishona is Matis. So Rabbi Osai, we have to stop over here for today. We're not finished. We're not finished. I'm actually kind of leaving you a little bit in the middle. I'm leaving you in the middle of Atiyah. We'll come back to tomorrow, Rabbi Osai. But again, suffice it to say that where we leave off, is we have a fundamental machlokas, whether or not the Bia Rishona is going to be mutter on Shabbos, we're focusing now on the matir, which means the Rabbi Shimon, it's a Darvish and a Meskavim, Tam Mifkat Pocket, I, what about Psikresha? It's not Psikresha, ultimately because of Hatia, we continue tomorrow. We'll say Shkoyach.